at the end of the 30 days, I got a call from an editor at Oprah's magazine wanting to put the gratitude cookies in Oprah's favorite things. Can can you believe it? Like you're you have a shocked look on your face right now. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what? But I but I can believe it, right? Yeah. Okay, but don't because that's not what happened. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up with Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here, and I want to say thank you so much for choosing to be here for the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm sharing an amazing guest with you today, Lori Seitz, the CEO of Zen Rabbit and fellow podcaster. Her podcast is called Fine is a Four-Letter Word. (laughs) And let me tell you, it's a lot of amazing content as well. And what I love about Lori is that she is actually a nationally recognized expert in using gratitude and meditation to manifest goals faster. So we have a great conversation about gratitude, about manifestation. We talk about this investment that she's made to always be learning and growing and just becoming the best version of herself. There's a lot of things that I love about Lori's content and what she shares. She's an excellent marketer, and I really recommend listening to a few episodes of her podcast as well as some of the meditations she's shared. I will say that Lori has inspired me to potentially start sharing some meditations with you as well as we move into year three of the podcast. Oh my goodness. Can you believe that we are on to the third year of the podcast? I can't believe it. So as we start in December of 2021, that will be the beginning of year three for the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm curious, how many of you have been here since the beginning? Okay, so I have a question for you. If we have been together for the past two years, I'm curious if you've left a review of the podcast yet. I mean, if you've been listening for a couple of years, chances are you enjoy what you're listening to. So I would love it if you would go to whatever app you're listening on and leave a review of the podcast. If you're not comfortable leaving a review, simply sharing this podcast with other people also is really helpful. I'd love to share a review that came through last week through Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to Next Level Gratitude for leaving a five-star review. It's worth the time to listen. Every time I listen, I learn something valuable. So grateful to have been introduced to Julie and this podcast. Time is a precious commodity, and there are lots of podcasts to choose from. I'm always happy to choose this one. Thank you so much, Next Level Gratitude, for sharing your review. One more timely note. This episode is coming out a few days before Thanksgiving for our American friends. So I want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. And I want to encourage you to remember to continue to practice gratitude long after those dishes have been put away and the turkey coma has worn off. 
I'll be dropping a very special episode specifically talking about Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day, so stay tuned for that. I do want to address something that myself and other small businesses really struggle with, and that's Black Friday sales. There will not be a Black Friday sale in the Wake Up With Gratitude shop. I'll be honest with you. My margins are razor thin and shipping is really expensive here in Canada. So me offering, for example, free shipping or discounts on my products means that I wouldn't make any money. And in some cases, I would lose money. I understand that on Black Friday, we're looking for the sales and looking for the deals. And it would mean so much to me if you decided to support my small business or even one of your own local small businesses this Black Friday. If you do want to support me directly, you can visit my store at wakeupwithgratitude.com. Thanks so much, friends. Here we go with this week's episode featuring Lori Seitz of Zen Rabbit. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer. And today I've invited Lori Seitz, the CEO of Zen Rabbit, to come on the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Oh, Lori, I am so excited. I was, I had to take a few deep breaths before we started because you know, just getting back on a Zoom with Lori, I was full of excitement and energy because Lori came to me, you know, through a podcast pitch. And I'll tell you as a podcaster, and Lori is a podcaster as well, we get so many pitches all the time. And you're like, this has nothing to do with my podcast. Why are you emailing me? And when I received the message about Lori, I was like, oh my goodness, someone actually listened to my podcast, knows what I'm talking about, and brought me my ideal guest. So let me tell you a little bit about Lori. She is an award-winning writer, speaker, and broadcaster. She's a nationally recognized expert in using gratitude and meditation to manifest goals faster. She also is a new podcast host. Her podcast is called Fine is a Four-Letter Word. And as I mentioned, she's the CEO of Zen Rabbit. Uh, She offers a few amazing different coaching programs some self-directed programs and personalized gratitude meditations. And I have to say that it's so much fun to connect with someone who has gratitude weaving throughout her life. So... Let's get started with my favorite question to ask my guests, which is tell me a little bit about your backstory. You know, were you always like a grateful person? Does this, you kind of brought up this way or I'd love to hear that. That is an amazing introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) I was introduced to meditation when I was 10 years old. It's one of the greatest gifts my mother could have given my brother and me that when we were, when I was 10 and he was eight, she took us to a meditation course that is now known as the Silva method. So I learned how to meditate when I was 10. And that was always kind of in the back of my head, although I did not use that skill or that knowledge for 30 something years after that, like through my teen years, early adulthood, didn't bother to meditate on a regular basis at all. And, uh, but it was always it was always there in the back of my head. So that was a that was a great introduction to it. But to answer your question about whether I was always a grateful person, that is a whole different story. And the answer to that is no, because I 
I started my first business and I know you want to get into talking about this, but it was, I was selling a product called the gratitude cookie. And the irony was that I was not a very grateful person because I was always complaining about whatever, you know, I, this isn't working. That's not working. I can't believe this happened. And it wasn't until one of my mentors challenged me mm-hmm. to read the book, the chapter seven is on gratitude from the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. No way. Yes. And he said, Lori, you need to read chapter seven on gratitude twice a day for the next 30 days. And I said, sure, Paul, I'm up for that challenge. And I did it. Oh my goodness. And that was... So I, so the rest of that story is I, just, I like to, yeah, I like the to story tease people. Now I'm, I'm like on the edge of my seat on this one. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the 30 days, I got a call from an editor at Oprah's magazine wanting to put the gratitude cookies in Oprah's favorite things. Can can you believe it? Like you're you have a shocked look on your face right now. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, what? But I but I can believe it, right? Yeah. Okay, but don't because that's not what happened. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> That didn't actually happen. And the, in reality, nothing, all that significant happened at all. Like I wish that had happened, but nothing happened. You're so good. And it wasn't until a few months later that uh, my husband at the time and I were driving home from a Thanksgiving dinner at a friend's house about 90 miles away. And we were almost home and smoke started pouring out of the front of my car. And I managed to get off the highway and roll into the gas station that was right there off the highway. And it was like 1130 at night. And so we called a tow truck. And as we were sitting there waiting for the tow truck, I went immediately into gratitude. Like, thank goodness we were able to get off the highway. Thank goodness a tow truck is coming to get us at 1130 at night on Thanksgiving. And thank goodness we're only five miles from home. Yep. That is when I noticed the difference. Okay, Lori, I just got full body chills because first of all, I love that you said that Oprah called and wanted your cookies and that's not what <laughs> happened. Because, but I will say that in, in my own life, 12 weeks after I started my gratitude practice, like a really big business goal did happen for me. Took 12 weeks, but mm-hmm. stuff could happen. It is possible. Like you said, we're sure. using gratitude and meditation to manifest our goals faster. I definitely agree with you on that. But I just have to like pause on the story of the Thanksgiving and the car and all this, because many years ago, my husband, daughter, and I uh, were driving from uh, Canada down through the States to Myrtle Beach for our Thanksgiving, Canadian Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we hit a deer while driving like early. It wasn't even dawn yet. It was quite dark. The deer, uh, we went over the deer instead of the deer going over us at like, whatever, like 60 miles an hour. My husband uh-huh. kept control of the car. We were luckily pulled off. We ended up in this like random little teeny tiny town. And I remember sitting in the car thinking, I'm so grateful that the deer didn't come through the windshield. I'm so grateful that we're here. And I, you know, I've been able to get in touch. I have a signal to call my insurance. And mm-hmm. I remember like, sitting at this like weird diner in the middle of nowhere in the States, like, you know, just like randomly like having breakfast and just like feeling so much gratitude. 
And then ending up, you know, there was a garage that got us back on the road and we drove back to Canada and ended up our whole Thanksgiving all changed. But the fact that you just shared a story about having car troubles over Thanksgiving and that feeling of gratitude that I have a story that's very similar is just, there's a lot of, anyway, it just gave me a lot of chills to, to hear your story. So yes, gratitude is powerful in those moments where you're just like, you could be, like you said, angry, frustrated, annoyed, but you, you focused on because you've done the work, you were able to shift and move your state of mind into gratitude. So, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, let's go back to gratitude cookies. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about gratitude cookies for a second. Everybody okay. always wants to talk about gratitude cookies because they were good. They were good. <laughs> so you have a background in marketing and networking. Marketing, broadcasting. Okay. And yeah, and then I did teach networking strategies for a while. So what kind of got you into that field? Did you is this something you studied at college or you just had an interest in it? Yeah, I started college as a broadcast major. Okay. And I wanted to sit in Katie Couric's chair and <laughs> and interview people. That was my ultimate goal. But then somebody you know, sometimes we listen to other people's fears or other people's expectations. And someone said to me, somebody who was a professional broadcaster said, okay, well, you're going to expect to start your broadcast career working in the middle of Iowa for $10 an hour and working overnights. And I was going to school in the nation's capital in Washington, DC. And I thought, oh, hell no, I'm not going to Iowa to no, that's not happening. And I changed my major. It's crazy. I know looking back, it is crazy. So I changed to public communications, which is more like public relations. And then I went into marketing and I love talking about marketing. So like, I'm not sorry that that happened because everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And then here we are back full circle. And you mentioned, I, I have a podcast. So yeah, now I host my own podcast. I sit in my own chair and I do whatever I want. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. That's like my favorite thing is to just interview and I get to control how things go uh, to a certain degree. I guess like control isn't yeah. the right word, but you know, a good interviewer can bring the conversation in the good direction to grow and to help the audience really connect with our guests. So it's always fun to have another uh, podcaster on as a guest too. It's, it's that fun dynamic of being on the other side and, you know, being able to answer those questions. Okay. So you graduate, you're in marketing communications and you want to make gratitude cookies. So where did that idea start? Yeah. So I worked for many years in marketing, both on the corporate side and the agency side, and I loved it. And then my husband took a job in Florida, in South Florida. And so I ended up living in South Florida and not being able to get a job the way I had anticipated. So I a lot I had been making these cookies. They were based on a family recipe. So I had been making them for years for the holidays. And people would always taste them and say, oh my gosh, these are so good. You should sell these. It's like every food entrepreneur's story. Yeah. So when I didn't have a job and I didn't have prospects, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought, well, maybe I should sell these. And I came back to that idea. And as a marketer, it was it was never my intention to be like the next Mrs. Fields and just sell a cookie. <laughs> I created gratitude cookies as a product, as a way for businesses 
to say thank you to their clients and their customers and people who sent them referrals as a marketing tool. Yeah, it's smart. It, I like that too. And there are now companies that do that really well and in different ways, but of course, no one can replace your particular family recipe, like you said. So it sounds like it was a great idea. Um, did business take off really quickly? Business was slow. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loved the concept. And, you know, it's, I ran that business for 11 years and okay. before I shut it down because I couldn't scale it the way I wanted to. The idea of it was fantastic. The there were a, there's a lot that goes into producing a food product that doesn't have any preservatives that needs to be shipped and I was shipping all over the world. So there are so many moving parts in terms of logistics and I couldn't figure out how to scale it the way I wanted to, so I ended up shutting it down. I, you know, I look back on it and I shut it down in 2014. I look back and think, wow, if I knew then what I know now, you know, <laughs> but I sold all the equipment. Um, yeah. Who knows? You keep, never say never, but for now. It's a, it is the entrepreneur's dilemma though. There really are a lot of great companies with great products that end up shutting down because scalability is a real issue. And it takes a really, especially with a food product, mm -hmm. it takes an enormous amount of volume to make money. To, right. to get into the black, which is, you know, I, I listened to a lot of uh, how I built this podcast with Guy Raz. Yes, like I love that favorite. one. Uh, me too, right? But you hear how it's like years and years and years and years of not making any money until mm -hmm. you scale to a level that you can, and that's a whole other beast. And I'm a bit mm -hmm. like you, I have great ideas and I'm like, but do I really want to do the, like, do I really want to do that work to scale? I like this, the scaling of, being able to scale, you know, like through a podcast or through service or through coaching in a way that doesn't have the same um, capital investment, I would say that a, a business does. So you, okay. So you went through a, a stage though. So you gratitude cookies is no more. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if how, where the timing came in, but you also had some major life changes that sort of sent you in a very different direction. So what, yes. what, what all happened there? We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you 
And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. So I had, I had decided to shut down the baking company and it was called Zen rabbit baking company. And now I jokingly refer to Zen rabbit 2.0 is where I am now. But so the baking company, I had decided to shut it down. And then my mom was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of leukemia. And she passed away like six weeks later. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So she, so I didn't shut the business down because of that, but that happened about the same time. Wow. And so as I was going through the process of mourning the passing of my mom and really the death of my business, I started thinking like, okay, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? And, and it was about around then too that I, uh, yeah, around that same time, I was reintroduced to meditation. And started doing it more consistently because I had been very inconsistent. You know, I'd pick it up for a few days and then I wouldn't do it for years. And then I'd come back to it for a week or two. And I, I just wasn't sticking with it. But, but then I did. I started getting into it and doing it consistently and getting really in touch with, you know, that inner truth, that inner voice in, inside of me and started listening to what it was saying. And that led me to, yeah, really evaluate, you know, not that the past 20 years of my life had been horrible. They weren't at all, but just, is that what I want to, is that how I want to continue living or is there something different for me? And I decided there was something different. Laura, I didn't realize that you had lost your mom so quickly. I had read that you had lost your mom, but that is That is a lot for one person to go through in a very short amount of time. Um, How did you find, like, how did you come back to meditation? Were you also, you know, had you done this gratitude work before this that your mentor had uh, asked you to do with the science of getting rich? Like, was that already part of your practice? The meditation was not so much part of my practice, but that whole 11 years that I ran the baking company, I was talking, I was doing presentations. I was talking about using gratitude for business, how to use gratitude to differentiate yourself in business, how to, why it was important to say thank you to your customers, why it was important to say thank you to people who sent you referrals, people who support your business and how to do it. Not just like, yes, it's important. And here's a process that you can use to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and I still talk about that today. Actually, I was <laughs> so recently asked to come do a presentation. So I'm super, I love talking about gratitude. Um, so yeah, I was always talking about gratitude. I just wasn't, and I was practicing gratitude, but I wasn't doing meditation consistently. Okay. Yeah. So that was the bringing of the two of them together, which is a, a lot about what you do today. So um I know that another sort of chapter in your life that came shortly after this, I believe, is you decided to walk away from your marriage, Mm 22-year marriage. So that's Mm -hmm. also a very huge life decision. And what 
do you think was sort of the catalyst for that? Was it really about everything that had happened before and you were moving forward in a different place? Yeah, it was. I mean, what had happened before was the, the, the impetus for starting to think about, to really think, is this how I want to live? Because my mom was 73. And so if that was, you know, if I only lived to 73, then, you know, how many 20 something of 22, 23, 24 years left, then what, what do I want? Do I want to keep living again? My life was not terrible. And, and a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of my clients, their life isn't terrible. Their life is fine. It's fine. That's the whole problem. Or, you know, it, you look at your, your life and go, well, why can't I be happy with this? I have so much to be grateful for. What's wrong with me that I can't be happy with this? And, and the challenge or the, the issue is that your soul is not being fulfilled. And so it took me four years because, so to, to be clear, this person that I, I was, is an amazing, amazing person. We just were no longer good together. Yeah. And so in 2018, I say, you know, I, I took the leap and I said, I, I started the conversation. We both knew it wasn't serving either one of us anymore. But it's hard to be the person who initiates that and says, hey, you know, this is for the best for both of us, but there's so much history. I mean, okay, so we talked about, like, now I'm wiping away tears. Um, We had actually been together for 28 years. So all of my adult life, I had been with this person. But this was not my future, and it wasn't his either. So we needed to have that conversation and be find the courage to walk away from it walk away from the marriage not from the person i like to say yeah um and yeah and do the thing that i that we were meant to do separately oh, big breath together this is yes. uh, these are big these are huge life things for you to go through and to decide. And like you said, you took those first steps, which is not easy. And what you said about fine, I think is the work that you're doing, helping women, especially of this age group who have been married for a long time and are just fine. uh, It's, it's critical work. It's critical work to understand, especially as women, because we have been raised in a way that our joy isn't important. Like it, you could, you know, joy, like joy happens for other people and joy isn't about you and I personally, it's something else that other people get to enjoy. And this thing that you, when you made the decision and you said, like, you looked ahead and said, like, this is not okay. And I want that joy and it's not here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's right. And it's a matter of recognizing first getting to that place where you can hear your inner voice, listening to it, and then finding the courage to follow it. 
So let's talk about the power of gratitude meditation to help us hear that inner voice. Because this is really a big focus of your work now with Zen Rabbit is this, this gratitude meditation, you know, moving yourself forward. So how does this help us? If we're, if someone's listening right now and they're like, you're talking about me, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so meditation, you, I create meditations. I know you, you create meditations as well. And it's such a powerful, um, I don't know, ability like that we can channel this. Really, it's just channeling. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I agree. (laughs) Channeling them. I started because when I was in between uh, doing the gratitude cookies and getting to where I am now in in, um, coaching and hosting this podcast, I was teaching networking strategies before pandemic. And I had created a meditation five-minute meditation to help my clients who were anxious about walking into networking events, a five-minute meditation to help them feel grounded and calm before they walked into an event. And so that was the first one I wrote or created. And then during pandemic, I, everybody was doing these, these Facebook challenges, like five-day, 20-day challenges and stuff. And I thought I could do one but we're already pretty challenged. So I created the gratitude experience. And for that five-day experience, I created a gratitude meditation. Mm. It's like a five, six-minute meditation. And a friend came to me and said, I love this. Can you customize this for me? And she had sort of a script of things that she wanted to manifest in it. And she asked me to record it for her and I did. And then she actually started manifesting stuff. And then we were like, well, uh, maybe there's something here. Maybe other people can use these too. And that's how I got to recording these gratitude meditations, customized gratitude meditations that use people's past experiences and memories to get them into feeling gratitude and then moving into their what they want to manifest. And, and, you know, I say, you said reaching goals. I help people reach goals faster. And that's true. It's the same thing. Some people feel uncomfortable with the term manifest, but reaching your goals is the same thing. Yeah. Just different language. Yeah, for sure. Oh my goodness. I, it's so interesting to me because I had never considered customizing gratitude meditation to help someone to manifest. I think because I am doing these practices for myself. So I just like teach them to others. I'm like, okay, well, you just, this is what you do. This is how I did my manifesting and blah, 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 blah. But you really took this skill and then turned it into a way that someone else who might not have the same skill or discipline or ability, and you made it really personal, which I love that. That is so amazing. And it definitely, it does get results. Um, when it's personal, right? It's even more yeah. powerful. Yeah. Well, one of the challenges that I heard, and you you tell me if you hear this too from people, is that they have, it, it's hard for them to concentrate. It's hard for them to keep the thoughts out of their mind. I call it puppy mind. They, you know, the challenge that you think of a puppy running all over the place. And so it's hard for them to stay focused. If they're listening to their own 
memories and experiences and thing and listening to the the track that's telling them what they want to manifest it's easier for them to keep their mind focused yeah that makes sense absolutely i had a similar experience um this summer i was preparing for a surgery for a full hysterectomy and i was feeling anxious because i'd had a very frightening life threatening experience in the hospital uh 6 mm. or 7 years prior and so i was nervous to go back to the hospital operating room all these so i had a a clinical hypnotherapist on my podcast and then i hired him to create a customized hypnotherapy to prepare me for going to surgery. So that was my first experience. And he asked me a bunch of questions, kind of like you're saying, to make it really personal about my personal experience and what I wanted to, how I wanted to heal and get through it and all that. So I, that was my first experience with like a personalized uh, kind of experience in terms of helping me to get through it. So when you talked about personalized gratitude meditation, I had never seen that before. And I love it because I saw how this particular, you know, hypnotherapy worked for me and I don't see why a gratitude meditation couldn't work just as well. Cause it, not everyone's going to choose the same practitioner at the same time for the same situation. So that's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the way that it works from, a scientific standpoint is it's really like setting a GPS for your mind. And so your, your mind hears this over and over again, and then it goes out when you're not in meditation, it's constantly scanning, let's say scanning the horizon, but it, it, to bring in those things, those opportunities, those situations that you are manifesting. And that's when you start seeing things like coincidences which we know don't, you know, nothing's a coincidence, but that's when those things start showing up. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about how you're serving clients today with Zen Rabbit. So you do these custom gratitude meditations. What other ways are you serving uh, your community and your clients? Yeah. So the podcast is, as you mentioned, called Fine is a Four-Letter Word. And then as an extension of that to the work that I'm doing with people as private clients and also in a group coaching program, and I don't want to offend. I don't know what you're, you can, I, what, but my program is called the um, being fine experience. <laughs> so we could abbreviate it to say the F being fine. If people yeah, yeah, don't yeah. feel comfortable but with that. I agree with you. It's, I mean, yes, that word is very powerful when used in this case, it makes a lot of sense because it's like, yeah, you know, Right. Already. So it was called fine to fantastic. And I didn't feel that that was strong enough because there is a very strong emotion associated with, I'm just done here. Yeah. Like I cannot live another day in this, um, in these circumstances. Yeah. And again, the circumstances don't have to be life threatening, dire, like, you, you know, you're physically in harm's way. It's just, you reach an end point and you go, no, no more. I'm tired of compromising who I am and I'm done. I want to find a different way. I want to live life without regrets. I, I love it. And you're really addressing women in midlife mostly, right? Like that's where we're at. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's your target. Listen, I have to introduce you to, I don't know if you know who Nancy Davis Coe is. Her podcast. I, Do you know who she is? I know Nancy because Nancy and I used to work together. What? Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Yes. You to, okay. You need to connect with her. Cause she, I had her on my oh, podcast. I know. Here at her podcast is midlife mixtape. I'm like yeah. you and Nancy are so, and she's also all about gratitude because she I know she help. sent me her book. Oh my goodness. This is so fun. <laughs> I love this beautiful small world that, uh, this connection, you know, it's so interesting, Lori. First of all, I love what you're doing. I love it so much. I really hope that people connect with you. So before I, there's one more thing I want to share, but where do we find you? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah. So my website is zenrabbit.com. Lucky you. That is a great place to find me. And then on all the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You're all there. And of course I'll share all the relevant links. Uh, I've been to your website. It's great, well-organized, easy to follow. But I wanted to say what is so interesting. So I started this project, uh, um, I guess I started it about two years ago now with uh, 30 Days of Self-Love Project, where I interviewed people really in my circle and asked them questions about what they did to help with self-love. Because that's kind of where I was struggling. And you know how often we ask questions and we interview because we want to learn and grow for ourselves first. Of I think course. that's a good approach, right? As an interviewer, it's like, well, what do I want to learn more about? So that's kind of where I started. And of course, as the podcast has grown, the the connections and people that have, you know, that have been introduced to me through the podcast or come into my inbox, you know, it has really shown me how this gratitude community is so much bigger than I ever imagined that it was. And it's so powerful because together in even our own little pockets, you know, internationally, we're all bringing this message of gratitude and as a way of life, as a way to just live as a practice, just like meditation and yoga and all the other things we do, we're making a difference. So it doesn't surprise me that you're already connected with Nancy. It, you know, I just, I'm excited. I want to put the two of you in a room together and just listen. So hopefully that will happen soon and I'll be listening in. Lori, I adore you. I, there's so many beautiful synchronicities between you and I, and I'm so grateful that you, you know, your promo landed in my inbox because this has been so much fun and there's so many more things we could talk about, but that we'll save for another episode. Sounds to have good. You back. <laughs> if, uh, if we can make time for it, hopefully we'll have you back in the new year. That would be amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. It's been truly my pleasure. Thanks, Lori. Okay, you know if you stick around to the end of the episode, you get to hear a little bit of an end secret, and I share some personal information about myself that you might not have heard anywhere else before. I think a few of you in my life might have heard this before, but the majority of you aren't aware of this. So I have a big love for musical theater. The first musical theater show that I was a part of, I think, was the highlight of my career. So when I was in fifth grade, I won, or I guess auditioned for the role of Dorothy in The Wiz, and I got it. So this was my first time ever being in any kind of musical theater, and it was amazing. It was so cool to be the lead in the show. I had so much fun with it. I have great memories all these years, you know, past. But since that moment, I was in a number of shows. I did community theater for a while, but I remained a faithful member of the chorus. So I always wondered, you know, what was it about that role that was just right for me? Maybe it was just that I was one of the youngest kids in the school, so it made sense to have me as Dorothy. Or maybe I just, you know, peaked in fifth grade and after that it was all downhill. 
But I do love musical theater. I still love listening to different musical theater scores. And I look forward to a time when I can get back in to see some more live musical theater. It's a bit different and more difficult and challenging where I live today. But I do love myself some good old musical theater. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.